Yo, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Mostly Low Budget Movie Reviews. I am your host, Clarence. Thank you for tuning in. Now, I came across a piece of entertainment news that actually sparked today's episode where I'm going to revisit a classic from my uh, uh, childhood. Now, I may be really late on this news, so forgive me, but I was reading Seth MacFarlane was going to be doing a remake or a reboot of sorts of Revenge of the Nerds. Now, I do know they tried to do a remake a long time ago, like 2007, somewhere in there, I think. And it was canceled, you know, two weeks after they started filming because they felt like it wasn't going to live up to those expectations. And I commend them for that. I mean, more people really need to take that advice. Disney, I'm looking at you. No one's asking for all these remakes and for you to change all this stuff. But anyway, that's a rant for a different uh, day. Uh, So, Seth... If you don't know who that is, very funny creator of Family Guy. He writes, does a bunch of uh, voices. Uh, Side note, he has a great singing voice as well. But, you know, anyway, Family Guy is hilarious to me because outside of, like, the traditional humor it has, they are borderline inappropriate at times, and they really don't shy away from topics. They can get dark, and nothing is off limits in how dark they can get. Which is why I love it, because, you know, it matches my sense of humor uh, and my philosophy on comedy, which isn't really popular anymore. Because uh, to me, either it's all in bounds or none of it is. In my opinion, we all laugh at something that someone else isn't going to find funny. So who polices that? Who decides what's okay to joke about and what we can't? I mean, some people say you can't joke about diseases, but they'll turn around and laugh at fat people. Or, you know, fat people might laugh at bald people. I mean, it just goes on and on. And people act like, you know, you can't laugh at anything. But there's a difference between people laughing at you and laughing with you. And in instances where I don't think something is funny or it's not my type of humor, I just move on. I don't complain or try to get people to agree with me and tell them why they shouldn't think it's funny. I simply don't watch it anymore, interact with the content. And it's just that simple. But we live in this age of social media where everyone needs to share their opinion on everything, uh, where you can be loud and wrong and rally people against something, which is just weak to me. But that's a discussion for another day. Now, back on topic, I read it's going to be more of a reimagining than just a flat out remake. But when when asked if it would contain one very controversial scene, controversial by today's standards anyway, He stated no, and that it would be more of an exploration of nerd culture or what nerd culture is like today, which I'm sure he can make funny and and would still, you know, have his stamp on it as far as the comedy goes. But it got me to thinking, Revenge of the Nerds, just in general, has a lot of problematic themes, again, by today's standards. And in fact, there's no way a movie like that could get greenlit today. So I'm going to revisit Uh, the original Revenge of the Nerds, and see if it actually holds up today with, you know, the way it was made back then. Now, it came out in 1984 and had a budget of about $8 million and went on to make just over 60. so you know they had to have a sequel, which was more sanitized, because they've actually made that one PG-13, you know, probably get, get more eyeballs on it. And it lost a lot of what made the original funny, so no surprise, it made half of what the original made at the box office. But that didn't stop them from cranking out more sequels, because, I mean, you know, they're cheap to make. 
So, and each one of them was worse than the one before it. So, anyway, Revenge of the Nerds was what I referenced today as a hard R comedy. They used to make a lot of those back in the day, not so much uh, today. Uh, that's a, another discussion for another day. Um, and that hard R comedy, meaning it wasn't going to, it was just going to do the joke, wasn't going to hold back anything, and they're just going to show us what they were going to show us. Now, before I get into what makes it problematic, what was this one about? Well, Gilbert and Lewis are what we call nerds going off to their freshman year of college. The Alpha Betas destroy their frat house, and because they're, you know, the jocks, you know, they're on the football team, they get special treatment, uh, which in this case means they were allowed to move into the freshman dorms and kind of kick all of the freshmen out, which in the, in the freshmen end up having to live in the gym. Uh, which is a terrible arrangement, as you can imagine. So, along with some of the other nerds, they decide to find a house, you know, to stay in. They fix it up, and they form a bond, and, you know, they go on, minding their own business. However, the jocks have a problem with that. And, oh, and of course, they have to have a love interest for the nerds. Now, all of them pretty much stay in their lanes, except for Lewis, who wants Betty. But she's way out of his league in this movie, of course. Not only is she the cheerleader, but she's dating the quarterback. So, you know, the nerds have to take a lot of crap from the jocks and pretty much everybody on campus for the most part uh, until they decide to fight back. Now, they join a fraternity of their own, which happens to be a black fraternity, which comes in handy at the end of the movie. Spoiler free. <laughs> I won't get into that. So they go back and forth and they get their ultimate revenge at the homecoming competition thing. Uh, the Alpha Betas are in charge of the council, so they will never get a fair shake as long as they're in charge. However, if they can win this homecoming event thing, they can take over and change, not just, you know, change things for them, but for everyone to make fair, you know, make things fair for everybody. So the nerds, uh, you know, they plot and use their smarts to uh, get over these challenges, and ultimately they outwit the jocks. And that's pretty much it. However, as harmless as that synopsis was, um, you know, for the time anyway, there's lots of problematic themes by today's standards. You know, we got the whole bullying thing that, you know, that's a big deal. Um, the labeling of people, the nerds and the jocks. The Omega Moves, which I didn't talk about, which is a sorority of primarily nerdy women, but they're also big and overweight, so there's some body shaming going on. Uh, Lamar, which is one of the nerds, he's a black uh, gay nerd. Uh, he's a stereotype of what a, a gay man is, so that would be a problem today. But all of that's just the tip of the iceberg. And that's enough of a reason, all this stuff I just said was enough of a reason why you can't make this movie today. Now, there's two scenes in particular that people seem to have a really big problem with. Now, they wanted to get revenge on the cheerleaders for something that happened. Again, I'm not going to spoil the movie for you, but they decide to do this panty raid. And there's a scene where they secretly set up cameras and they do the panty raid. And when they get back, you know, after it's over, they're able to, like, look at them and spile them and... You know, they get to like see them in their, you know, they're all natural format because, you know, there's cameras in the showers and the bathrooms everywhere. And actually, that's probably the first time that I know of a mainstream movie showed like full frontal nudity. But I mean, what did I know? I mean, I'm like, you know, nine or ten at a time when I saw this. So I have no idea whether that's true or not. But for me, that was, I was the first time I saw it. 
And I don't really need to tell you, you know, why that's an issue. However, the other scene is the one that would just flat out cancel this movie today. Now, Lewis pretends to be Betty's boyfriend and tricks her into having sex with him. But when he reveals who he actually is, she's not mad at all. In fact, she's impressed with his skills and his, you know, prowess. (laughs) So he's basically rewarded for lack of a better term, you know, kind of assaulting her. In real life, of course, I don't co-sign any of this kind of behavior. Uh, This is wrong, and technically he should be charged. In fact, all of them should be charged for the whole penny rate thing, camera setup thing. All of that is absolutely wrong. Let me get that out the way. However, the situation was played for laughs, and more importantly, this is, again, seems basic to me, I was raised right. I have a mother and a father that taught me right from wrong. So watching this movie, I took it for what it was intended as a lighthearted comedy. And I shouldn't actually do the things or mimic this kind of behavior in real life. I mean, I know that sounds crazy, but that's basically how I took it. I actually just took it as entertainment, which is what it was for. You know, that was the intended purpose. Something that, you know, we need to kind of get back to in today's society. Everything's not serious. It's just entertainment. And even though the movie is problematic as a whole, it did have some positive messages in there about, you know, being yourself, being confident and proud of who you are, you know, not trying to pretend to be someone else, standing up for yourself and understanding that, you know, no matter who you are, you do have value in this world. But of course, everyone just wants to focus on just the negative aspects of, you know, what was in the movie. So, Let me bottom line this one for you. Does it hold up? While a lot of the comedy is lowbrow and crude, you know, I didn't get into the Booger character, uh, which is, again, uh, I'm just laughing just thinking about Booger. It's funny to me. But anyway, it's still hilarious to me. But so, yes, I think this movie definitely holds up. The pros at the time scored it at 71% on 41 reviews with the audience at a 73% on over 50,000 reviews. And I think I liked it a little bit more than everybody else did. 75% on the rotten scale for me feels about right. And I would suggest you watch this one and and just laugh and have fun with it if you haven't seen it. Understand it was a different time. And the more criminal behavior was just played for pranks. That's, That's all it was. You don't have to take it seriously and bring it into real life. We all know the difference between movies and real life, don't we? And with that being said, I'll close it out right here. If this is your first time, don't make it your last. This has been a Pod Bean production, mostly low-budget movie reviews with Clarence. And yes, I will be back this weekend. There are two movies coming out, one of which um, I will see for sure. The other one, if I have time, you know, I'll, I'll definitely try to get to it. And um, yeah, you just look at the release schedule, and you can probably guess the two movies I'm talking about. Uh, but if you want to know for sure... You got to come back and listen to the podcast. Thank you once again. I appreciate you. And I'll see you guys next time. Peace.